Queen of Brains podcast, episode three. to the third episode of the Queen of Brains podcast. My name is Michelle. I will be your queen for the evening or afternoon or morning or whatever time it is that this is finding you, whoever you are. Uh, I hope you're hungry for brains because I got to pick a great one. I spoke with a gentleman by the name of Marty Parker. Marty Parker is the founder, creator, director, president of a company called Room Escape Adventures. Uh, room Escape Adventures is just what it sounds like. A bunch of people are thrown into a room together. Uh, but the twist of this one is that there is a zombie in the room and you have to escape before it eats you. Uh, I'm not going to talk too much about it because Marty does a fantastic job explaining it way better than I could ever. So... We'll get to that in a second, but I, I do want to introduce a new segment that I'm going to bring into the show, and it's called the Zombie Bite of the Week. What that means is not a bite with teeth, but a bite like a bite of information, uh, because that's where we get most of our information these days is online, and this is where I learned about this thing that I'm about to talk about. So the Bite of the Week is uh, it comes to us from Beijing, China. Beijing, China has just introduced a regulation where uh, no one is allowed to dress up in a zombie or monster or any kind of horror costume and ride the subway. This is a preventative measure um, to ensure that, to, to limit uh, their riders being terrified or panic spreading and stuff like that. And... Maybe, I'm thinking now, maybe they got this idea from, oh, a couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago. This thing goes viral online, this video. It comes out of, I think it was Brazil, and it was like a hidden camera show. It was like a TV prank show, whatever, like Brazilian punked. And uh, it was basically uh, people, unsuspecting people riding the Brazilian subway system and them being attacked by a horde of zombies. And these people are terrified. I can't even... I watched it and I was actually scared for them. It was really hard to watch because I just wanted to tell them, like, it's okay, don't don't worry. But they were so scared. So maybe China caught wind of that and decided that's not going to be happening there. So, they, yeah, they have outlawed uh, everybody wearing any sort of zombie, monster, whatever, ghost uh, costume on their subway system. Uh, so as not to incite a panic. So I thought that was pretty interesting. And uh, I'm in New York City. That would never happen here. Th that kind of law would never hold up. People would would dress up in spite of that law if it ever did pass, which it never would. Uh, you can't tell people from New York not to dress up weird and scare people because that's basically how this city works. Uh, all right, enough about that. We're going to get into the interview now. I do apologize again. I'm still a little bit nasally. 
these allergies are still up here living in my sinuses. Got some stuff going on in there. But anyway, yeah, we're going to get into the interview. Marty Parker, president slash creator slash director slash showrunner of Room Escape Adventures. He's going to tell me about the adventure called Locked in a Room with a Zombie. And we're going to talk about... Uh, regular zombie apocalypse stuff and why people like them and this and that and here it is but uh you know i read, a, I read an article why are zombies so popular recently somewhere i can't remember and it was over the last year and a half that we've been doing this and it broke down to it came down to the psychology of fear and the concept of that if you had to kill someone that was trying to kill you could you do it if it were a relative? Because that's mm. what the zombie is asking. A zombie says, well, I'm now your mom, and you right. must kill me. I am your daughter, and I'm trying to eat you. Kill me. And that, that goes against against the different genre of thinking than if it's Freddy Cougar or mm. if it's an angry Bigfoot. Right. Uh, so that is what I've read, that psychologists say, you know why? You know, there's something in the internally that conflicts with us, kill someone you love, but here you have to. Uh, and, and that's why zombies have this innate appeal for people. Now, why is it all of a sudden boomish? Why is it all of a sudden popular? And I think that all just falls down to uh, technology. Now, and there's part of it. Technology making available a TV program called The Walking Dead. Right. Now, now the, the, the Walking Dead has been around for some about 30 years or something with the the, the uh, magazine, but, you know, with it with the we call those books that have cartoons in them. Cartoon book. Uh, comic. Comic, comic uh, book. There yeah, you go. <laughs> yeah, 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 thank you. With the comic book, uh, it's been around, the concept, but the availability through technology, through apps, through through your phone, through AMC, you know, bringing that, all these multiple channels that people can have easy access to uh, local cable, that's the biggest reason. It's not that, Oh, they made a show out of AMC. That's great. Had you made a show out of AMC in 1983, I'm sorry, but the, the, the zombie population would still be the same. Blah, blah, blah. You know, it might spike a little, but the access is the technology from everything from your phone to uh, the multiple cable channels that is really, really the provider to something that's always been in our culture. It just amplifies it. You know, cell phones, they just amplify your life. Well, what's something of our culture? Well, if you look at zombie culture, it's always been there. The popular movies, the zombie movies, they've always been there. Uh, the magazines and the comic books, it's always been there. It's underlying theme by having advancements in technology to bring properties out. The Walking Dead, so, oh, oh, that's, and boom, everyone has insects. Now, granted, it, it is a tremendous show in how they do things in Walking Dead. They don't focus on zombies. They focus on relationships. Mm-hmm. I think that's another aspect. Oh, we're not going to make this scary. We're going to make a drama. Mm-hmm. And it has intense moments. And, and that attributes, I think that's the other key ingredient, making a drama out of something that's almost scary, per se. You don't see the, the scary tactics. You know, there's, there's drama buildup. You don't have two moments of those, but it's not, it's not uh, labeled as a horror or a drama. So taking something out of its classification and it's typically put in and moving that over to another one with that technology, those are the reasons that I feel that you have this boom in something that's always been, it's always been there. That's really interesting. I, I, a lot of people that I've talked to, 
you know, having said that, I mean, accessibility, that is a huge factor as to how anything spreads. And I don't know why I didn't think of that before. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's always been there. I mean, if you look and someone explained that to me, now I, you know, I flipped it on the technology. Well, what, what then at that point can we have access to it? And we have access to, to this information. So, and, and that's, you know, at the end of the day, the act, you know, that whole concept of access to information is what allows our stock market to route. We, when the internet came out, we had an internet boom. When the iPhones came out, what do we have? These smartphones, we have an internet boom. We do. We have a stock market boom. Mm-hmm. Uh, because now I don't have to wait. I can instantly get business done and create value for people. Thus, stock prices rise. And here, uh, culture rises. And what's culture? Well, zombies are a part of that culture. We just had someone step out of the shadow and make it horrible, make it drama, and not access to it. Um, but going back to trap and where it came from, it came from um, something called uh, a mob event. Now, mob events started in the last four to five years with mud runs, starting with Warrior Dash, Tough Mudder, and Spartan Race. And then you had color, you had color runs, where people throw up the color. Are you familiar with the color runs? I'm doing a color run over the summer, and I think it's July. It's going to be my first, my first one, but I'm doing it. Oh, brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, have fun. And, and those were something that uh, hasn't been able to do it before there was a Groupon or Facebook. Groupon and Facebook allowed for um, things that are called active entertainment to become alive because there's no marketing cost because they're spread through social media. So because of Groupon and Facebook, you know, that uh, concept is, that they have, both of in social media, you're able to spread um, identity, and people do things for identity and for a story. They don't do things because of the event itself. If you think about prom, for example, you go to prom, but you dance for you know five minutes of the two hours or something. Now, I dance all the time. I'm a dancer, uh, but but uh, it's the build up to prom. It's the dinner. It's the dress. It's the massage. It's the after party. It's not prom. Same thing with uh, with these mob events is what they're called or active entertainment events. It's no longer the event itself. It's the build-up to the story behind it, the identity you get. Oh, you drive a Harley. Oh, you own a horse. I mean, that gives you an identity. Oh, you ran Top Mudder. You're an accountant yeah. that works on the ninth floor. Yeah, How the did you story. learn Top Mudder? Yeah, right. You're a weekend warrior. Oh, you trapped yourself in a room with a zombie? That's insane. Oh, this, you went to a tomato fight this weekend? Get out of here. I saw your picture on Facebook. <laughs> oh, you did a color run? Wow, you took your kids? You're the coolest parent in the world. So people do these things not for the events but for the identity to prove who they are. And when you when you back that backwards, you start creating events around. Now, my company puts on mud runs, color runs, bubble runs, tomato fights, all those events that we talked about here, and then we put on some, um, this trapped in a room with a zombie. It's an interactive theater piece is what it is. Now, there's a room escape involved. Are you familiar with room escapes? Well, I thought it was, yeah, I don't know any other room escapes other than this zombie one. Are there other ones? Hundreds, not that I want to, not that I want to stray too far right. into that because I'm here for the zombies. But no, I hear you. I hear, you, but it's a large part of the concept. There's yeah. hundreds and thousands of, of room escapes. I mean, hundreds. Of, there's thousands around the world it's now entering the United States. With trapped in a room with a zombie, uh, I combine the the murder mystery dinner concept that's out there with that's been popular around for 30, 40 years with the the concept of a room escape where you're locked in a room and you got to find the key to get out. Well, we added actors and a storyline to that. So when people buy tickets to Trapped in a Room with a Zombie, we wrote the beginning part of the script and we wrote the ending part of the script. Uh, the beginning, but we didn't write the 60 minutes in the middle, which is total improv. So you're acting in front of the people you brought with you and, and, and you're following that scenario. And I've seen hundreds of shows that I've been in. And on these shows, 
everyone agrees to the script. It's like, yes, we got to get out of here and stay away from Dr. Oxy. And we're trapped in a room with a zombie. The, the premise is Dr. Oxy was working a world-renowned brain surgeon while searching for a cure for a virus mutation. An accidental prick of the needle infects the doctor. In his last moments of conscious awareness, he outfits this room and locks himself inside so as not to infect the rest of the world. Kind doctor. And he left clues and riddles for himself. In case he came back to keep this virus wore off and he came back to life, he could remember where he hid the key to get out of that room, but not in the zombie. Then he chained himself to the wall. Now you mysteriously find yourself locked in that room with 11 other participants. Your job is to solve all those clues and riddles that Dr. Oxy had left, find the key and escape without getting eaten. Now here's the tricky part. Every five minutes a buzzer goes off and Dr. Oxy's chain slips out another foot. Yeah. So by the end of the show, he's able to reach all four corners, the entire door, and eat every single person in that show. You, so you got to work together as a team, solve the riddle, solve the clue, communicate wisely, get the key and escape, or you will get eaten. I love that. I, I just I think it's so smart. It's not just locked in a room with a zombie that could just terrorize you and 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 uh, you know have free reign over it. It's it's timed. You have sixty minutes. You know, scour. And that the chain gets longer. That's that's really the kicker. I like that a lot. Well, yeah, and it's so much fun. And what we realize in these shows, the, uh, the adrenaline builds up, the communication builds up, the frenzy builds up, the, the panic builds up, and it's, it has a success rate right, right now of uh, 28% across the country. Uh, 20, 20%, yeah, 28% of the people who attempt this actually find the key and, and leave. So 72%. I do get close. We've had so many, so many, so many groups get so close, but it comes down to, and the people do get out, they get out with seconds on the clock. It all falls into place. And it took forever to design a room like this where, where it would all fall in place if you did everything correctly and you, you communicated. And now, my other businesses that this grew from were motivational products. Uh, I created a button like this, people's easy button, uh, they gave you motivational quotes every day, and these, these mud runs and color runs are all, that are built for team building. So what we realized is like I wanted to do a theater piece. So when we built this thing, we said, no, we got to make this team building. So we added a second character to the show called Professor von Gutenberg, who talks like this in accent. He's from somewhere in Europe, right? And he is there to guide you through the show. But all the time, Professor von Gutenberg is taking serious, serious notes of who did what in the show. So at the end of the show, we have a, what's called the curtain call. And we bring it in and we recap the show. We said, who did what? How did they do it? How did they work together as a team? Who was the leader? Who was the strategizer? Who was the cheerleader? The creative thinker? The critical thinker? And all these things come from the corporate environment. Imagine if you had a corporation and you had certain amounts of tasks that were due on a certain time frame. And everything started falling apart and it didn't work. But you had to get it done. Well, we create that environment here. Not only do we create it, we analyze it to hand over at the end a piece of paper to the manager who showed up and said, listen, here's how the team did. And we give them a score, a PSR, personal survival rate. And we, and we spend, I mean, at, at literally an hour and 15 minutes analyzing, writing down, and this is what we train our staff to do, to, to really point out people that you might not have seen before in your company. Because when you come in, you get a name tag. And you create your own name. I mean, this is an interactive theater show. You can be anybody you want to be tonight at tonight's show. 
just write it big so we're able to identify your body when we pull it out of the shelf. But any anybody you want to be, you can be. And what that does, it takes anyone that may be in the clerk room to the president of the company, anywhere in between, and we put them on the same level playing field. And this night, you can shine. You can show people who you really are by speaking up, communicating, being a leader, and getting your getting your cast and characters out of the show. And we, we give MVPs, and we have seen companies give bonuses and raises based upon performances. So the intern can be the smartest guy in the room. <laughs> right, right. It's like, wow, that's that's and, yeah, and you start to see leadership. In fact, when we do auditions for hiring for our cast, we don't hire on how good of an actor you are. I mean, that's part of it. We hire on how well you did in our room. Were you a leader? Did you understand what was going on? Were you community? Or were you quiet in the corner sucking your thumb? I mean, there's many different ways. And we honestly hire based on how people do in the room and off, you know, some acting backgrounds and all. So, so it's a, we didn't, I knew part of this when we started it. We built it as a team builder. In fact, I mean, we're labeled as business consultants. This is not entertainment. Now it's fun, but it's a business consulting. That's what we do. And we reach out to all the Fortune 500 companies. And right now, in the country, we are the number one team builder for the Fortune 500 companies. Um, wow. I mean, we cater to them left and right, left and right. And it's a beautiful thing. We, we pride ourselves on working with these companies. And, and what happens when a group leaves our sessions, our team building sessions, they'll stay in our lobby for half an hour, 45 minutes. Sometimes we have to, hey, we're shut up shop, guys. We don't have any more shows. And then they'll go to a sushi bar, and they'll, they'll talk about with that sheet, who did what, and we'll get that analysis. And of all the team buildings that I know of, we don't see that in any, you know, ropes courses, driving the cars at Chuck E. Cheese. We, we don't see that anywhere. And I come from that background, team building, so I just, I saw it immediately and said, we're using every skill that you would use in the workplace in 60 minutes under due duress. I mean, it's extreme. So you did say it's mostly corporate you know, mostly corporate. They buy out the, the largest um, sold-out sales of our tickets. But do you do, do you do it for people, too, like just friends who just say, hey, you guys want to do this thing, you know? like? Yes, yes, and yes. I mean, the general oh. public can attend, and they do. Don't get me wrong. They do attend birthday parties, bachelor parties, grandma's in town. I mean, literally, if grandma comes into town, we're not going to tell you where we're going, but we're going. And they take grandma. Or uh, we see a lot of people, and this is, this is popular, a lot of people – Say, honey, we're going to the interactive theater tonight. And the, the guy dresses up a suit and tie. The girl gets on a nice dress or skirt and high heels. They oh. look real pretty. And, and she's thinking, oh, all right, family opera or something. And he shows up. He's trapped in a room with a zombie. And she's like, what? What? Kicks off her high heels and has a blast. I mean, people ask me, who are our competitors? I say the Blue Man Group. Um, because, it's, yeah. I mean, Blue Man Group's interactive theater. You get wet. And have all that right, stuff. Right. Yeah, theater, after lay minutes. I mean, this is true. It's, it's, it's taking what you see on screen and on stage and making you the protagonist. Much like you know, we promote our mud run. I do a mud run, mud ninja. And we promote our mud run as you're the main event. I mean, it's all about you. It's like if you ever saw American Ninja Warrior on TV, you can be that person today. Here, if you've ever read, read one of those books in sixth grade that you choose your own ending, choose your fate, that was to be right. you. You saw a movie uh, like The Walking Dead, and you said, I wonder what it would be like. At this point in the interview, Marty actually gets called away to have dinner with his family. But he called me back about 20 minutes after, and I'm so grateful for that. Marty, if you're listening, I'm sorry for interrupting your family time. Um, but he did call me back, and we continue talking right now. I'm so glad this exists, and I, not where I work. I don't mm-hmm. think they would be into it, but 
maybe with my friends or, or just if somebody out there finds this podcast and listens to it, go do this. I would definitely do it, you know, if it was something or if I was the boss, I'd want to throw I'd want to throw my employees into the ring. Yeah, what do you got? What are you made of? I would definitely want to do that. That's great. And you really I think you'd really see what people are like on the inside. You know, how do you react? Because people at work are not the same as people freaking out a life or death situation, I don't think. So you really get to see some true colors there. Yeah, yeah, true color comes out. I love being in shows when I'm Professor Ron Gutenberg. I can tell. Issues, yes. I can physically tell. Oh, are you tell. him? You're the guy? You're the professor? Oh, oh yeah. I, oh, I, well, I mean, we've got something. I mean, I, I'll show up in a city and say, hey, I'm going to play PV. I'll watch them. They don't know I'm the – because so many people don't know who I am that work for right. And then I'll – I'll say, all right, next show I'm going to play PDG. Watch how I do it. Um, and I'll, or I'll play Dr. Oxy's. Uh, so it, it's fun. Now, Dr. Oxy's is immense amount of work, and I always just, I'm exhausted when I'm done. I'm yeah. done. But I love playing Professor Von Gutenberg because I have all these comical moments, and I can direct these these moments of complete, just back up against the wall, four inches away. And not all actors can. It's just I've seen the show. I wrote the show. I, I know what it looks like certain amounts of endor- uh, of dopamine in your system. And dopamine is a big part of what we do. I mean, you are, yeah, I'll be on there a second. Dopamine is released from your system when you are given moments of victory. Um, and that happens on purpose in a great roommate when you figure out clues and solutions, but yet you do it when you're helping something called spirit. You're helping a team out. And it's because of you that you help someone out. And that's where Boy Scouts, you know, I was a big Boy Scout. And Boy Scouts, when you did something for your team, you felt good for it. Well, here we do that over and over. We got, I think, like 30, it's not even real, but there's more than that. There's there's this complex logic of how to distract Dr. Oxy, and that gives people these shots, instant shots of dopamine that stay with you. It's like, I feel I feel like a hero because I helped out my team or who it was. It's kind of frog on a trampoline. Look at that guy. Oh, he's a wood, he's a tree frog, guys. He's a, um, anyway, anyway, it's it, it breaking it down to into really analyzing certain moments in the show and how to direct those. And that's my job as you know, owner of the company is to realize, okay, how can we deliver a $78 ticket value for 28 bucks? And there are certain things that you do and how it's arranged and, you know, the cast of characters and because and every show is different. I mean, you can get a group of a yeah. librarians and it might not be as exciting as you think, but I guarantee you the last 20 minutes, they're going to change their character because they agreed. It's almost like hypnosis. That's how hypnosis right. works. You agree, right? Well, they agreed to the script, and they fall right in line with everyone else. And those last 15 minutes, you've got about three feet of movement, and it keeps getting less and less, and you've got to get in your closer and closer. So just, if you know, if the actors and everyone falls in place, and sometimes you really got to work with the actors. Um, well, get, that's where the, that's, yeah, I'm sorry. That's where the Goosebumps thing comes in. Goosebumps, you know those books? I don't know if you know them. But they were, yeah, when, I, yeah. when I was a kid, yeah, they were popular when I was a kid. And you could kind of, there would be a note at the bottom of, of certain pages and turn to this page if you want this to happen and turn to that page yeah. if you want that to happen. So you kind of write your own story. And that that's kind of what you're saying is like, uh, depending on the group of people and depending how things progress, they decide how the story is going. It's not like you're sitting there directing them saying, oh, look under there and look over there. Right, right, right. It's a, it's a progression of how the whole thing have hope and go. Well, that's our show, ladies and gents. Thank you again to Marty Parker for giving me the time and telling me about his his 
organization. I think it's I think it's totally cool. I don't know if I expressed it that much in the interview. Man, that guy can talk. I mean, he was I mean, he was really going at it. He was really talking a lot. But that's I think how you can tell that somebody is really passionate about what they're doing is he knew so much about that business that he runs and he his nonstop talking, I think, could just point to how invested he is in it and how um, he really how much he really believes in it. That's how I see it. So um, I think that if you are the CEO of a company or if you are in charge of any kind of event planning for your company, I think you should totally go out and go find um, the, these room escape adventures. He has uh, like, he said, I think 20, he has a bunch of different cities that they're set up in. Um, and, you know, just make a day out of it. It sounds totally cool. And it, and like he said, they give you a full analysis of your strengths, your weaknesses, you know, how you, how you react under pressure. And it really does show you something about yourself in a, in a professional, from a professional and in a professional setting as well. Like you just fought for your life, so to speak, in this room and, now you're learning, you know, how you really would react in, the, in that kind of situation. I think that's cool. I think it's just cool to know and go do it. I can't plug it anymore. Just go do it. Uh, that's it. Uh, episode three done. Uh, we'll see you again next week. Samba Files. Bye bye.